I think it, you know, people, when they realize that we're not just a church about worship, but we're a worshiping church that an extension of our worship we serve, I think then it makes the worship part so much more relevant for them. With that, I guess we said we wanted to talk a little bit about, um, I guess, the next generation now. Uh, and maybe we can start by defining, uh, you know, what are, what are we referring to as next generation? One of my frustrations has always been, uh, you know, when people refer to the youth, you know, some idea gets pre- uh, presented in the general body or wherever. It's like, oh, we should let the youth do that. It's like, okay, well, who, who are you talking about exactly? You know? <laughs> yeah. So when we say yeah, next generation, I guess, so who, who are you referring to? Um, you know, I, I think I'm just referring to the next wave of people who are here at the time. Like, I, I, don't, I don't even think I want to pinpoint it down to, like, those born here versus those who are immigrate, mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. immigrating here. Mm-hmm. Because I think we're all in the same boat. Sure. Um, I... I there's a, I think, a generation that came that had a deep appreciation for the Martha Church, um, and they didn't also have any other options. Right. So they formed these churches, and they like clung to these churches because that was their lifeline. Right. I mean, not I, I don't want it to sound cheap, but not like a cultural lifeline. It was really their spiritual lifeline. Sure. But nowadays. Nowadays, we have so many options. Yeah. Um, on our way to church, we pass up several churches. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I feel like now it's it's just for the guys who have so many options. Um, that's the audience that I'm concerned about, or the, the members that I'm concerned about. Because I, I want them to know why they drove past the other churches. And I want them to have a good reason for why they are coming to this one. I think to take it to another level, right? I think as we're recording this, we're in the midst of uh, the whole COVID epidemic and um, you know social distancing, everything. So all the all the church services are online at this point. So it's even easier just to to click on some other church service if you're if you're going to sit and watch a church service, right? So true, true. I so, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, what what is it that's causing you to? click on the link and, and sit through that service or, or, or engage with that group. So, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's the right question. So, um, it, it, it's a tough one to answer though. Like, cause mm-hmm. it, I mean, I think you kind of hinted at this whole thing of like, if you go to the local churches, you would miss out on the cultural aspect of it. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, I, I hope I don't alienate people, but I, I like I, I've had someone come and tell me, um, both when I was serving in India and when I was serving here, tell me that you know Achin, we could tell that we're not gonna we're not gonna see eye to eye because you're very different than than we are, sort mm. of thing. Um, because I, I am an American and I am an Indian, but I am who I am, and and I don't try to be fake. Um, I'm not the greatest in my Malayalam. Do I, I like the language and I try my best to learn more of it. Sure. Um, but for me, the reason why I stay in the Martha Church is not because of the culture. Right. Um, 
I I think I could survive without the culture, honestly speaking. Hmm. Um, it might it might not be as flavorful, <laughs> but uh, but I think I could I could be fine. Like I don't think I would be fine though, um, apart from the ethos of our church. Right. Um, and this is the, that's the part that I'm really passionate about. Like, yeah, and I and I think that's such an important point. Uh, it's come up in other discussions too, where you know the church isn't the the culture right and and unfortunately i feel like some people whether knowingly or unknowingly get that confused right it's not that we're we're coming to church so that we can dress up in our indian clothes and and do whatever or you know sing our malayalam songs and and you know that's not why we should be coming to church at least um but at the same time that's so much a part of that experience right the worship experience and and what it uh what it means to us um, at least in, in, from a, uh, a comfort level, right? But uh, even that, yeah, even that, uh, we could we could talk about. So the uh, the church that you are serving in now, uh, how how long has that parish been um, active? Because I think it, if I remember correctly, it's one of the 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 more recently formed churches. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Um, I think it's like around seven years or so. Okay. Um, it was started um, by the Achen just before me, Biju Achen. Yep. And then I'm, I'm their first full-time big bar, but, but they've been around before I came by, I think, a few years. Okay. And so is it mostly, um, as we were saying, like second generation or... or um, no, actually. No. Um, so, so, so by the way, like this one, Silicon Valley and Sacramento are both like very recent. Okay. And um, in both cases, they are all first-generation immigrant families. Oh, interesting. Every one of them. Um, there are no... I, this is partly because most of the families in our church are young, so their kids haven't had a chance to get married and move on. Or if they do, they, they've like left the church. They'll move to a different church. Okay. okay. Um, church. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's like a slightly... It, it's... Oof. It's another version of like how it was in New York in the 80s. Right. Um, The only difference is, and this is a big difference, uh, this group seems to be comfortable on both sides of the ocean. Right. Right? They they don't have a problem with English. They don't have a problem, you know, um, we we have three English services a month here in Silicon Valley. That's not because of me. Before I came here, they had it that way because they said, our kids, they know English and even though we know Malayalam, we want it for them. So they are very open-minded in that regard. So Hmm. it's a good... um, But but yeah, it's... it's, uh, The nice thing about it is being a young parish, we can kind of really tailor our approach. Um, There is like history being a young parish because it breaks off of another parish. Sure. So they have a certain set of way of doing things, but it's still nice that you don't hear too much of the, well, that's in, we actually always do it this way. Right. You know, that, that kind of, you know, yeah, mentality yeah. isn't here so much. So it makes it, it makes it very dynamic, I feel. Okay. So, um, so them being a young church, and we don't need to pick on uh, them as a parish per se, but, I guess, you know, young churches, 
Uh, and even for the churches that have been established but are now seeing like a changeover to the next generation, uh, I guess what are some of the, the challenges that you've been seeing uh, as an Uchin, uh again, not just in your parish, but in the diocese as a whole, uh, as part of that transition? Um, yeah, so I think any 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 answer you give in like 15 minutes is going to be way oversimplified. Oh, sure. <laughs> I, I think one of the problems that I tend to focus on the or most is um, knowledge of the church. Like I, I've noticed that there's a lot of people who have been in the Martha Church a lot longer than me, mm-hmm. um, who haven't asked some pretty um, straightforward, basic questions about why we do this or why we do that. And right. maybe for them, that their, the worldview might be different if you're coming from the East versus growing up in the West. In the West, you know, with the whole rationalism and everything we're taught in schools to ask questions that's how you learn right right. in in other education systems you know asking questions might not be an acceptable way of learning you're supposed to just listen right and imitate right right? so uh, i feel like that's one of the big things that i try to do um is is just go back and teach the history of the church and teach what makes us who we are, not to put anyone else down, but just so that we can understand our own uniqueness and, and, and by extension, understand and, and create and develop an identity. So that's one thing. The other thing is just, I mean, and this is sounds, it sounds like very simple, just basic, know your faith, like know the Bible, mm-hmm. know Jesus, know the gospel message and, and not just make it about memorizing dates and names and places, but really understanding what it means to have a relationship with Christ and not just by saying something, but by believing and doing something. So then that kind of leads into the third thing that, that we try to focus on, or I think that needs to be focused on a lot is, is mission. And um, yeah, I think at, at the diocesan level and at many parishes, <clears throat> I mean, even here too, we, we do try our best to focus on missions. Uh, I've noticed, and and it's not me who's noticed this. There's plenty of people before who have mm-hmm. noticed this. I think I think Emil Bruner, he's like a theologian. He said that the church exists by um, through missions, like fire exists by burning, uh, something along those lines. Okay. So if I, I and I, we've run this kind of experiment, <laughs> I call it an experiment in in Horeb, Martha the Church in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, I think it, you know, people, when they realize that we're not just a church about worship, but we're a worshiping church that in extension of our worship, we serve, I think then it makes the worship part so much more relevant for them. Sure. But to just church and, you know, do a liturgical service and then go home yeah, it's very easy for that to feel hollow if it's not backed up with something substantial outside the church. Uh, I think the next generation really has to pick that up. This that that, that Alexander Thirumeni's book, man, the, the church, the Martha Church in in India and in Kerala puts this diocese to shame. Right, we've come a long way in this diocese, mm-hmm. and the forefathers and the foremothers who helped to start this diocese they struggled a way lot more than I ever will. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and this is in no way to discount the hard work by so many people before, but um, yeah, we're just, you know, just to quote Didamini here, we're just not quite, we're not quite there, I feel, still. Yeah, there's so much in there that uh, you're mentioning that I, when I, I can start to unpack, but I think the 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 other topic that just jumped into my head as you were saying that, uh, um, and a little bit obviously a little sensitive, right? Is is the financial aspect, right, of of a, a church uh, just running, right, operationally? And yeah, yeah. It's this idea of okay, why should I give to the church? Which you know, for better or for worse, again, is a question that that comes up, and it's like. Yeah, I've started thinking of it in terms of okay, why why are you coming to this church, right? Are you are you coming because you want to get your experience, right? As as you've defined it, that you'd like it to be, and that's why you're giving, you're willing to give some money, or do you believe in the mission of this church, right? Do you believe that this church is here for a reason and is doing something, and you want to support that? So I don't know what the right way to to define that is or to, to put that forward, but it's just a, I think what you're touching on, right. Is, you know, why are, why are we here? Right. And what is it we're, we're trying to, to do on a day-to-day basis. And I think if we can start to answer those questions and find purpose uh, in, beyond just the, Hey, we want to come and worship together as a community. Um, then some of these, these uh, struggles, I feel like they would just, kind of go away right or be become incorporated into into like into the activity of the church yeah i mean there's always going to be struggles um i think any church that doesn't have struggles is a church you shouldn't be in sure sure, sure. Fake, right? um but i think yeah once we start to develop a sense of identity and purpose then a lot of the other stuff start to fall in place i think i think our, our attitudes on on um, evangelizing, not just in India, but over here, or church giving, um, the need for just personal devotion or family prayer. I think all those things start to fit into place once you have identity and purpose. Right. And that, I think the church's function is to help us understand uh, our identity as a people who are following Christ together and help to guide us in a unified collective purpose together. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you can you can have identity and purpose outside of the church. That's true. Right. But I think this church gives you a unique take on those two. Yeah. And so I think it's important also to, to, to state, right, that, you know, uh, like you mentioned, like family prayer and self-devotion. You know, these aren't foreign concepts that we haven't been taught or, or seen in the church. But at the same time, I think there there's a lack of emphasis sometimes um, from both sides, right? So I think from from leaders, uh, but then also from the 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 the, uh, the uh, not the clergy, excuse me, the the congregation, right? The the members of the church. So um, if that's true, then I guess what are a couple things? Um, that you might recommend uh, from, let's say, from, again, that second-generation perspective? I guess, what should people be seeking out in order to kind of get back to 
uh, some of those fundamentals? Fundamentals of, of uh, like you were saying about you know what is our, our faith and what is the the reason that we do things and I guess how how do we start getting back uh, into that mindset? Right, right. Um, I, I, it's not easy. Of course and, not. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I I I empathize with a lot of the 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 current gen or the second gen or whoever the target audience currently living in the Martha Church in this diocese that are. Um, and, and I don't want to be critical again, but no one really held my hand and walked me through any of this. Mm-hmm. Every Achen, when we come to a church, we, I think, rightfully assume that the Achen before us has already taught this stuff. Right. <laughs> Everyone assumes that. Um, that can be a big problem, too. So no one, no one really told me any of this stuff. Like, I, I asked a whole bunch of questions, annoyed the life out of my parents. Um, yeah. We had a few good youth chaplain actions who were genuine enough to let us ask them a hundred questions. Right. And when I um, got a hold of this book, I, you know, these youth chaplains would give me another book. And then when I got to CSS, I just started reading as much as I could. Right. Um, that so, sort of thing, it's not easy for everybody to do. Yeah, but yeah. I think everyone, honestly, at the very least, um, has to ask questions. Right. right. So that's a great place to start, right? But I think it also it sounds like uh, what we talked about earlier, right? Accessibility to, to some of this information. Not that it's not there, but I think if we could do something to uh, make some of this more accessible, uh, that might help. But uh, I think... It, it, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, it, it definitely would help. It yeah, would help. yeah. But I think the other huge piece of this uh, is really comes back to uh, fellowship, it sounds like, right? If we are in it together, you mentioned we're all in the same boat, right? Uh, So I feel like if we can identify that, then it's like, okay, well, you know, what else do we need in order to to get where we're going, right? And maybe that's the the first question. Where where are we headed as a a church uh, or even just at a parish level? Um, True. Yeah, and then we can start to ask yeah. some of those questions. So, yeah, and and you know, uh, I want to just add to that. Like when we ask these questions, I, I think we shouldn't just automatically look to someone to give us an answer. Um, there was a lot that I uh, benefited from this whole process of not having someone to spoon feed me. Like I didn't have a mentor growing up or anything like that mm-hmm. who would tell me. Oh, this is what the Martha Church does. Oh, this is what that thing means. Sure. Like nobody was there. So I I you know, like struggled for it. And that made me appreciate it more. Um, like I do this from time to time with with some of our uh, kids. Like I will throw out a question there and then I'll see if anyone follows up by asking me that question later on. Like, yeah. hey, you asked us this. I couldn't figure it out. What is it? It's just like very rarely do people come back. Yeah. So uh, I I don't know what it is. If people are just content um, with the way things are and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I, I don't want people to be critical. Right. But there's going to come a point, I think, in, in everyone's life when 
it's going to boil down to is, is this really relevant for me or not? Right. And if you wait so long before that, it just makes that a much more difficult experience. Yeah. Larry Ashton, uh, I think we're, uh, I want to be respectful of your time. So thank you so much for uh, sitting down to talk with me. So you mentioned uh, a couple books and some other resources. I guess what I can do is I'll put some links in the, in the show notes. so We can get all that from you. So if people are interested in finding more information, uh, they can uh, follow that. But uh, I guess sure. what are any other resources that you want to mention for, for people uh, who do want to learn more about some of this? Um, you know, there's a, there's a really good recent book written by James Sinachin, um that's like pretty thick and it covers a lot the history and the, the rationale behind the sacraments and all the different stuff that it means. Um, I found that to be a really, really useful book. Uh, and that's there on Amazon, and it's it's reasonably priced. So um, I, I think it's oh goodness, uh, yeah. We'll we'll put the I'll give you the information. <laughs> we can check it out. Yep. <laughs> great. Okay, great. Um, yeah. So with that, that was uh, Larry Etchen, Reverend Larry Varghese. So Etchen, thanks again for being with me, and I look forward to uh, talking to you again. Thank you. Thank you for this podcast. I, I mean, I stumbled across it from a friend of mine, and I've, I've really enjoyed hearing some of the talks and interactions you've had with the previous guests. Awesome, much, and I, I appreciate that, and uh, hope you continue to spread the word. Sure will. All right, thanks. Thanks.